You're listening to Hump Day News and Rumors on Mousecapades Radio. Get ready for something majestic. The following is an original production of the Mousecapades Radio Network. Mousecapades listeners, this is Vicki and I'm here with Stephanie and our colleague Chrissy from the Your Story Travel Company. We hope that you're all staying safe, happy, and healthy. This is episode 678 and you're listening to the number one podcast that entertains that space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Today we'll be bringing you all the latest Disney rumors and news to help your week be a bit more magical. The Mousecapades podcast is a part of the Your Story Travel Company. If you're looking to book a trip, one of us would be glad to help. Just text us. We have Chrissy, Vicki, or myself, Stephanie, at 636-395-0544, or email us at yourstorytravel.com, and we'll be happy to get with you to design a magical vacation. A small refundable deposit of $200 will hold your trip, so contact one of us today. So I have a follow-up to a story that we did uh, last week about the Candlelight Processional in Disneyland. And our friend and longtime listener, Lee, in California, he contacted me to let me know that guests can listen and be at the candlelight processional they just don't get seats the seats are for the the important people um the people can can stay at the back like the ones that don't get in at what is it the american garden theater that made me happy to find out and i wanted to share it with you guys since we had misquoted but i was going by what i researched so i apologize for that but that does make me happy you can listen to it you just probably won't have the best seat And Lee, thank you for letting us know that. Yes. For giving us your insight. I love that our listeners contact us. So another follow-up to a story that we did a few months ago now, uh, and Sarah was on with us, Stephanie, because I remember how sad she was about this. The walls had been destroyed at Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway by guests picking and scratching at the murals. Um, I know that we at first were like, well, maybe it was strollers or whatever, but no, it was too high for strollers or wheelchairs or anything like that. So it was the guests. Well, they restored that and they have new decals on there and they're going more with the Chinese theming of the theater. Um, The decals are gold and they sparkle. And so um, Disney and I'm sure we and Disney are both hoping that the guests are not going to destroy the walls like they did in the past. Especially not gold sparkly stuff. Don't take that off the walls. <laughs> I like my glitter and sparkle. <laughs> I don't know. It looks really nice though. I mean, but I liked that they did that. I don't know if they're hoping because they did the more sparkly one that nobody would touch it. I don't know. I Like we said, we could beat a dead horse. Why would somebody pick at somebody else's decals anyway? <laughs> Why would you take that off? Right. I don't understand the the point or the thrill of it. Would you go into the house and pick off somebody's wall art? Paper or decal? No. Um, I do like that they're going with the um, theming along with the Chinese theater. I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think that's a nice touch. Mm -hmm. So I have an update that comes from Disneyland Paris. And it's it's something that kind of made me... um, I don't know. <laughs> I almost laugh, but then like scratch my head. It was one of those like, I'm not quite sure what's going on here because here where we are, we're loosening up on everything and like getting rid of all of these mandates and they are tightening up again. Right. So Disneyland Paris updated its face covering requirement to include all areas of the resort. And I mean, both indoors and outdoors. And the new policy reads... The wearing of an appropriate face covering remains mandatory for all our guests ages six and over. Guests will be required to wear a face covering at all times of the day in all areas of the resort, Disney parks, Disney hotels, Disney village, and golf Disneyland. They will be able to temporarily remove their face coverings during meals and to take a picture at at the outdoor selfie with our characters. See the Disneyland Paris website for health and safety measures uh, for more information. I found that quite interesting because, again, people, I know a lot of my clients have been asking, like, do I even get masks? Are they going to remove masks altogether? And I'm like, no, go ahead and get them. I'm not sure what's going on, but right now we still have masks inside. But Disneyland Paris is going back. 
to masks all the time, inside, outside, doesn't matter. Wonder what they know that we don't. Well, you know what, Chrissy? And I know you haven't got to be on with us as much, by the way. Welcome back. Um, Yay, Chrissy. Glad to be back. What we've all been talking about is the other continents and countries seem to be more on top of like nipping it, like to kill it off, where because we have so many freedoms over here, we think that we need to give the freedom. And so we're not able to contain it because I know we were all like, what? 60 people in in uh, Hong Kong got it and they shut down Hong Kong Disneyland. Like shut down the park. <laughs> but what happened right. was um, Joey being my son, he researched that and found out, yes, it was only 60 people that got it at first, but they were in contact with 2000 people because it's such a tight area. Oh. So the other countries are much more just smart, I guess. I don't want to say we're stupid, but they're trying to limit it and not let it happen and cut things off. And so I appreciate that. And if it's for my safety, I, I'm willing to do it. Absolutely. Absolutely. I also found it interesting that it was six and older there. We're here, it's two. Um, so where they're more strict about everything, I was like, huh, but they let the kids who don't wear them properly. <laughs> because I will tell you, a two-year-old has a very hard time keeping a mask on properly. <laughs> um, and it's not doing them any good or anyone else around them. So the fact that that was more lenient was also something that I was like, huh, quite interesting how things are just so different in other places. Right, and that they're allowing um, the masks to be taken off for pictures. Yeah, true. I know in some of the Disney groups, like I'm in on Facebook, they've been mentioning that, like on the rides, since you're supposed to wear them on the rides, that if they find that you're not wearing it, on that ride and they snap that picture, they'll yank your picture from photo pass. Mm-hmm. So, they don't want you to have it. Right. Now at the outdoor stops, you um, obviously, because you don't have to have a mask outside. Right. But that for a while, it was the same thing. You had to have the mask on even when you were doing the picture. Interesting. This one's uh, something I didn't even know about. Um, flooding prevented the It's a Small World overlay, that holiday overlay at Disneyland from opening on time. I did not know about this. Cast members worked hard to get this classic attraction up and running as soon as possible. It reopened on December 6th, 2021. The outside of the attraction has some tinsel and garland. During the day, the facade looks the same as ever, but at night it lights up. Guests are now greeted with a happy holiday sign at the beginning of the boat ride. Each room is decorated in different ways with trees, lights, and more. It is spectacular. If you have the opportunity to go see it, you should. And if you're not going to Disneyland, YouTube it, because I know that's all I've ever heard from anybody that went there is, you'll love It's a Small World and Haunted Mansion and Pirates better at Disneyland than Disney World. Not that they're not great, but that they're better. Right. And I watched Does the Disney video. Disney World do it? The no, overlay? they don't do an overlay. I just mean the rides themselves. Okay. Um, the but original. Then at, then at, yeah, and then at Christmas, there's so much more outdoor of It's a Small World that everybody's bragged and bragged about it. I had to watch a video because I was like, obviously I'm not going there anytime soon. Um, I mean, I would like to in the next year. That'd be great, but, you know, got to see where things go. So I um, willingly took this story because uh, I know sometimes... I feel like I don't always take the negative stories. I try to, but this is about our favorite part friend, Bob Chapik. He wants the world to see him as more than a bean counter. That was the big thing this week on several news um, feeds, both YouTube and newspapers. As he approaches the start of his second full year as Disney CEO, because he had a rough year and a half. These are quotes from him, by the way. So in this year and a half, mass layoffs happened around 28,000 cast members during the start of the pandemic and executive wage cuts, which were restored while most cast members continue to be stuck in furlough. Interestingly enough, his pay was not altered and continued with a lawsuit from one of the Disney's biggest stars, the replacement of the free fast pass with a new paid service and a petition calling for his removal from the company with over 80,000 signatures. Wow, I didn't realize it had gotten that high because the last time we talked about it stuff, I think it was at 20,000 signatures in 24 hours or something insane like that. So uh, Chapik's appraisal is that he is an outsider, a number cruncher, cost cutter in comparison with his predecessor, predecessors, Bob Iger and Michael Eisner, who were 
viewed as creative people at heart. Now, so Disney fans um, may remember that Chapik is the champion of the Disney Vault, which is a fictitious safe which housed classic Disney films away from the public. By the way, funny story, I'm gonna stop for a second. When I was a kid, I really thought there was a vault that they hid those movies in. Yes. <laughs> and brought them back out. And then they turn the bit like a bank vault. Is that what you were picturing? Because that's yes. what I was picturing. So they only got to come away and then they sent him back to Disney and they put him in this vault. And then we got to see him in a few years. Um, so when I read that, that's what I went back in time. I'll tell you an interesting story. I don't know if, Stephanie, you're probably way too young, but there used to be Walden books stores and they had a division called Walden Kids. Well, when I worked at Mid Rivers Mall back, gosh, I might've even been in high school. Walden Kids had one copy of Cinderella, the original left back when it was in its first run. And the manager put it on sale for $200. Well, I was a huge Walden Books because I used to shop at Walden Books all the time because I was a book, I am a book nerd. And um, I complained, I like, called their customer service their corporate customer service and i'm like why is she selling a movie that's like 1999 for 200 dollars?" well she was fired and i ended up and i ended up working at that store like a month later <laughs> but that was my first experience with the disney vault was this manager of this chain store it wasn't like it was a locally owned store or anything it was a retail chain store she price gouged it like 10 times wow uh, yeah, my mom was so mad that, you know, because she wanted a copy of it. And back then the vault was new. Um, so, yeah, we got someone fired and I ended up with a job that I loved. Well, that's awesome. <laughs> Just count on all the books. <laughs> so the, the I didn't realize that he was the one that started this. The whole I back didn't in the, either. Yeah. So back in the vault thing, he created this false scarcity to us and made us think that these movies had to go away for a while so kind of like he's creating false scare scarcity of like waiting in line yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's putting so, us all into a panic now we have to pay for it yeah so now he's becoming the champion of disney plus and chapik's protest against his bean counter reputation comes after the last quarterly earnings call in which he made public his desire to have disney enter the sports betting business which i had not heard yet which probably we shouldn't get into because I will just get more angry. Um, but he has been restructuring the company and its priorities in addition to former BP executive Geoff Morrell as chief communications officer and former Procter & Gamble executive Susan Arnold as chairman of the board. Financial Times reports that Chapik made major changes to the production and distribution teams, which were highly critiqued by former Disney executives. One former executive claims Disney under Chapik became a club where the old members reasserted themselves. The only qualification they had was they had to been, have been around 30 years at Disney and nowhere else. Iger reportedly expressed concern to the other executives. He said the company was changing and he was concerned by the lack of innovation and the lack of strategy, says one of the senior executives. With Iger departing at the end of this year, Chapik will be on his own for the first time since he took the position last spring. I wanted to ask you guys how you think it's going to go once Iger is officially gone. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can think. I'm just not excited for that. No, I, I think changes are definitely going to happen because we've seen changes already happening. Whether they're good, bad, worse, better. Uh, I mean, it's still some of the changes are still rolling out but you know what people are still flocking to the parks i know paid paid lightning lanes genie plus all of that there's i mean my sister sent me a picture of mco today and it, it's wall-to-wall -wall people i mean like like there's no pandemic like like things are normal people are still going to go to disney even if it means paying an extra 20 dollars for your lightning lane and what triggers that for me is, you know, in my mindless scrolling on Facebook at like midnight, I came across something posted in, again, another one of the groups I'm in, and it says, consider this, what you're paying for your lightning lane for, you know, whatever ride it, it is, is likely more than the average cast member makes an hour. Wow. And I'm like, that's that, I mean... <laughs> That's on sad. one hand, I'm, you know, I'm going to try Genie Plus. I'm going, you know, 
because I buy into it. But at the same time, I'm like, this money that they're generating, you know, how many, however many cast members did they cut already? And they're still bringing in this, I, I don't know. I just, it, it's going to be interesting. Like Stephanie said, dun, dun, dun. Yeah. <laughs> to be continued. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so, oh, what's next? I right, feel like that's right, just a right. continual question I have is like, what's next? All right. So you're going to get rid of, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. I just find it funny. The, the first part of what you were talking about, Vicky, when he's, he just, you know, he wants his, what was me? Feel sorry yes. for me. Right. I had a like rough year and a half. Right. Exactly. Everybody's had a rough year and a half. Right. And we don't just like everybody. Just you. <laughs> we had a rough year and we didn't make over a million dollars. Right. right. You know, when you guys were closed, we were booking and rebooking people's trips over yeah. and over and over and making zero dollars right. <laughs> until eventually they had to cancel because they didn't like what you guys came up with to open the park. And then we still made zero dollars on That's all of those right. trips. So right. we're not woe is mean and people aren't like mad at us. Right. <laughs> so just stop feeling sorry for yourself. I don't know. And if you do feel sorry for yourself, then maybe do something to prove to people that you aren't a bean counter. Right. Like bring <laughs> back some sales, bring back Disney dining. I mean, just things that pe people know that you appreciate. Listen to that. the people. Yeah. Right. Gosh, wasn't, speaking of Disney dining, I mean, now that you mentioned that, wasn't it supposed to come back by now? Yes. They, I mean, in, I mean, an official statement, they said, we'll, you know, later this year. Well, as our friend Margie said to us before, uh, <laughs> later this year, later this December year 31st. Mean December, yeah, right. She said Disney's famous for that. They wait till the very last day of the. It's coming in the summer. Comes on August what you know or September the twentieth. Right, right. In the summer, so yeah. So maybe they'll make some sort of announcement, whether it's coming back or not. Just right. give us give us a bone, give us something to work with. I know because I have people going next year that really want to do it. Right. And I mean, this is a whole nother debate. Love it, hate it. It is a substantial saving. Right. For sure. Um, so I've got another COVID update for you. Orange County um, in Florida has been declared a COVID-19 hotspot in the latest White House report. According to the Orlando Cent uh, Centennial, the... Um, Communities are labeled hotspots only if they have reached a threshold of disease activity considered as being of a high burden. Orange County is the only county in the Orlando metropolitan area that has this designation, one of two in Central Florida and one of four in the state. 13,530 new coronavirus cases were reported by the Florida Health Department across the state this week. Orange County's positivity rate has risen from 2.6, which is below the 5% threshold previously set by the CDC to determine mask mandates and reopenings. We're going to keep you up to date on what's going on with Disney. Um, just be prepared. There could always be changes for upcoming trips, so always have that in the back of your mind um, and make sure that you have an agent who is able to call and make any changes that you need or walk you through those changes so you're totally prepared for them. And this is why I'm getting my booster this week. Oh yeah, I got mine before Thanksgiving. But I'm just, in reference to what you just, just shared with us, Stephanie, I am looking at the picture that my sister sent of security at MCO and even her her statement on it is it's always crazy but now with international travel back we are beating records that we set pre-pandemic so I don't know how to read into that I I'm just looking at this picture I mean everyone's masked because it's the airport but right. there's there, there's no space between these people it's just going in and out of those queue lines and it, it's you know i realize what 10 days 11 days till till christmas but so beating records that makes me think i guess it's back to 100 percent. well yeah I, we were talking about that today at work because uh one of the other secretaries at school just got back her daughter is a um cast member at disney as well and um we were talking about it and you have to wonder I, I forget where she said they were staying 
I know one of the all what all star sports is currently closed. They have not reopened. Correct. But uh, I think she stayed at one of the all stars, and she it was packed. It was it was packed. You know, and I I I just don't know. They haven't given us any idea if it's back to a hundred percent or not. I mean, I would believe that it is. I want to too, but they can't keep up with the cleaning, is what. Right, right. No, I, and part of me wonders is that because it, it, can they can they hire people who are willing to do that work at that hourly wage? I, I don't know because you know every business, even here in in St. Charles County, you know so many businesses are closing early and shutting down. So I mean, do they not have the cast members to work, or are they just overwhelmed because everyone's traveling again? I don't know. It's just crazy. And they're a hot spot. Yeah, I know. A little nervous about that. Yeah, a little bit. I'm I'm supposed to go in February. It's not just the the cleaning they can't keep up with. I think that's a big reason that like they haven't brought back the dining is because there's not enough staff like anywhere, right, to keep up with anything. And so they can't keep up with the restaurants even. They can't keep up with a lot of what's going on. Right. Well, this is my jam, shopping. That's uh, <laughs> my very favorite, so I appreciate getting to report on this. Um, the Cinderella Castle Spirit Jersey, part of the 50th anniversary castle collection, has finally arrived at Walt Disney World. It was spotted at Disney Springs, and the 50th anniversary Spirit Jersey is $84.99. The front of the jersey is white with gold glitter. Again, that beautiful, beautiful sparkle. And it has the classic Walt Disney World established 1971 logo in gold. The back of the jersey features Cinderella Castle all dressed up for the 50th anniversary. Walt Disney World across the shoulders is in gold. And there is more to this amazing collection, including a lounge fly, uh, a lounge fly bag, ears, and much, much more. I, I don't know if you guys saw it. It's beautiful. Yes, yes. Um, gosh, that 50th anniversary merchandise in general is just in one day and out the next. Mm -hmm. um, I literally had a Dooney in my shopping cart and I went to enter. I, I don't, it was like five in the morning and I was half asleep and it was literally <laughs> gone by the time I was, you know, verifying my information. You would, uh, yeah. I just I was going through the checkout process and it said, oh, you know, many others have great or you have great taste. It sold out. <laughs> You're like, that's not I what might I mean. was super happy, but I was not. <laughs> <laughs> so I actually heard negative feedback on the um, 50th Cinderella Castle lounge fly bag. Did you? Yeah, I in one of the groups I was in somebody posted theirs and they were you know super excited about it and oh check out my my lounge fly bag i scored one and people were like downing it the style or yeah they just they weren't impressed with the bag i think it's i think it's pretty um, I thought it but, was. but they were really putting it down and I felt really bad for the person who posted Aww. it because, you know, like they were excited about their bag and their score and people right. were like, yeah, neat, not worth it. Um, so I don't know. I just, I found that funny and interesting. And you can also buy them um, now on like eBay and everything else for like $450. Right. So somebody out there, you know, wants it. Price gouging. Right. You know or, how that oh, works. Oh, yeah. I really like the white one, but Kaylee's like, mom, white. Right. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they, they knocked most of those collections out of the park, the iridescent collection, the yes. retro collection. Um, Michael and I scored on October 1st through Shop Disney some of the retro tees. Um, and, and, you know, I just love that throwback to like when I was a kid. I remember yes. that Mickey with the big ears. And I remember gosh well they call them trinket trays now but i think they were ashtrays uh-huh um, with that old logo gosh i mean even when we were cleaning out my parents house we came across some of those like tin florida trays i just love that whole throwback um we've been getting pieces as we can because it sells out so quickly right but i i think they really you know i didn't know what to expect because i love the 25th anniversary so much um 
so I wasn't sure what to expect merchandise wise, but we've, we've been pretty happy so far. I want that lunchbox, but yes. I have to, they said I have to be um, Club 33 to get it. Ugh. I'm like, well, that's not happening. So anyway, yeah, I'll just be envious of people that have that lunchbox. Anyway, so the fireworks times have been announced for Disney World. Yay! As the Magic Kingdom used to in the past, New Year's Eve will be celebrated for two, new, two nights to try and accommodate everyone that would like to be a part of the ringing in the new year. That does not mean you should go to that part two nights, but you know some people will. So on December 30th and the 31st, the Magic Kingdom will have the enchantment, enchantment fireworks at 650 and the New Year Celebration Fireworks at 11.50. Epcot's Harmonious will be presented at 6.30 p.m., and their New Year's Countdown Fireworks will begin at 11.54 p.m. There's not any fireworks announced so far for Hollywood Studios, but the park is open from 9 a.m. to midnight, so I think the rumor is that there will be some kind of fireworks there, but again, nothing has been announced, so that's a rumor. I did not say fireworks for sure at Hollywood Studios. I don't want anybody mad at me. There won't be any fireworks at Animal Kingdom, as we know, but the park will be open on New Year's Eve from 9 to 7. Uh, over in California, Disneyland Resorts are going to have fireworks for New Year's Eve, and Disneyland will be open from 8 a.m. on 1231 to 2 a.m. 1-1-2022, which seems crazy to say. California Adventure will be open from 8 a.m. 12:31 until 1 a.m. And then there's no word as if fireworks are going to be displayed in the parks. The only thing that they're letting us know right now is they're going to be at the resorts, which is interesting to me. Um, the holidays are fast approaching, but we will let you know if we hear anything differently as far as if the parks there are going to have fireworks in Anaheim. Interesting. I do like how they, um, Epcot and Magic Kingdom are doing an earlier fireworks. I've, I haven't been there on New Year's Eve in years, and I just remember staying through to midnight. But I think it's neat how they do an early fireworks and a later fireworks for the, you know, celebrate New Year's with your littles at 7 o'clock and get them home or, you know, back to the resort. And I think that's kind of cool. Yep. I like that. I like the little dance parties they have all yeah. over the parks. Yeah. Bucket list thing to do New Year's Eve at a Disney park. Yes. Vicki, have you done it? Uh, I, I was there on the 30th. Okay. Uh, last year, though, if you remember, it was dead. Brad and I were there for New Year's Eve. We didn't go in the parks, but we ate at Grand Floridian and then did the whole little monorail around, stopped at Contemporary, got those cute little hats that they gave us just because we were in this Contemporary at the time and uh, went around. But there was nobody. Like, the park was dead. There was, like, no lines. It was the craziest thing I ever saw. Surreal. It was. It was almost like... Um, a movie where <laughs> wiped out the people because usually it's so crowded. Right, right. Wall-to-wall people. Mm -hmm. I wish we would have went. That was when we were going to go. We were going to do New Year's Eve for Keith's birthday because um, his birthday is on New Year's Eve. Oh, <laughs> And gotcha. so that was like his his thing. And then I was like, oh, COVID, eh, maybe we won't. There were no fireworks, though. That's true. That was, that was a big, like, reason that we said, well, if we're going to do it, then we... <laughs> We might as well do it when it's actually done correctly. So, but it would have been nice. No waits. All right. So Genie Plus started over in Disneyland. As of last week, Genie Plus made its way to the West Coast. Um, just like it has over here in Disney World. Now you can also pay $20 per guest per day in Disneyland. So your price is a little different than ours. But um, what is the same? is that in Disney World and Disneyland alike, Genie Plus gives you the opportunity to use the lightning lane, which is kind of like a fast pass lane, um, like where you skip the lines for several rides, but it does not include all of them. I think that's a huge misconception for people. They think that all of the rides are included. It's not, that right. is not true. It is a select rides. There's also individual attraction selections that exist in California as well. Rise of the Resistance is a bit more expensive. It's $20 per person to ride that one and to buy the individual attraction selection. Remember, you don't have to have Genie Plus to buy the individual attraction selection, so you could just choose um, that instead if you want to just do Rise. Then there's Radiator Springs Racers. That one's $7 per person. Web Slingers is $7 per person. 
And these prices that I'm listing right now are subject to change based on the time of year and of course the demand. So just think of this like uh, surge pricing with Uber, where on the weekends, uh, Radiator Springs and Web Slinger, it might raise to $12 per person. And with the holidays fast approaching and crowds increasing, it, it could the price will fluctuate. So if there's less demand on the ride, you're gonna see that closer to $7. And if there's more, then it's gonna be more expensive. So kind of take those prices with a grain of salt. Disneyland guests can't start making their Genie Plus and Lightning Lane selections until they enter the park. That one is different than the way it is at Disney World. We can make them at 7 a.m. If you are a guest at Disneyland, you have to be in the park physically in order for you to make those um, reservations. Standby lines are still available for those that don't want to pay the additional costs. Please keep that in mind. You do not have to add this on if you do not want to. You will just be in the standby lane. Um, and sometimes I've been hearing that some of these Genie Plus lanes, like the Lightning lanes, have started to have a longer line, not longer than standby. Like it's not just you walk straight onto the ride because if there's enough people in them at that given time, um, you're gonna have to wait a tiny bit too. So just keep all that in mind. Chrissy's gonna continue. Yeah, on the same page about Disney Genie, um, we do know that it arrived at Disneyland at the Disneyland Resort. But did you know that the first day did not go smoothly? <laughs> did we expect it to? <laughs> right, right. Does um, it ever. Despite the easy start that they had in the morning, once the operations kicked into full swing, it seemed the Disneyland app couldn't handle the strain. Um, Disney had issues with nearly every aspect of the Genie experience. Um, it would not load things that guests had already planned. Um, guests were lucky if they took screenshots of their lightning lane selections um, because those cast members did allow them to use them to enter um, any further attempts to book genie plus and lightning lane um, selections those were unsuccessful unfortunately the issues with the app they they weren't limited to only genie services other guests that um, we spoke with that they were also having issues with dining reservations and the general functionality of the app itself. Um, this is this is something that was interesting. I thought the lines at the various guest relation locations, um, those locations around the park, they rapidly grew. Guests were <laughs> upset, um, some having spent $80 or more to avoid long lines to the attractions with Genie Plus, they were now faced with long lines for guest relations. Um, the root of the issue is unknown. Guests were told they were going to try a hard reset of the software and for them to try again later. Um, in the meantime, guests were given two attraction recovery passes, which I believe those are like the old, old school fast passes, I think. Um, and those passes were good for up to six guests at one attraction each. Um, those recovery passes included all attractions except those within Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Which we saw something else that they were doing that somewhere else. And we were like, why, if you're causing them all this distress, the least you could do is let them go to Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. I'm right, sorry. right. Which is probably what they had the lightning lane for in the first place. Probably so. I, I will say just on a side note, um, my brother-in-law was out at Disneyland for the launch because they're in IT um, for the launch of Genie Plus out there. Didn't hear from him how, you know, good, bad or otherwise, but he did get a picture in Walt's apartment in the firehouse. Nice. Little jealous, but I didn't ask him anything about the, the rollout itself because he might have been given that access as a, sorry, you've been dumped on sad so continuing continuing in anaheim this is good stuff though disneyland after dark is returning to california after the first of the year the sweethearts nights villains nights and star wars nights with more nights than ever before um, these events take place after the regular park hours they have a fun theming their access to most rides with lower wait times and each of the events is four hours long the guests are allowed to come in three hours before the event begins so i feel like i don't know how much it's going to cost because they haven't given us a price yet but i feel like that's a nice amount of time 
That already seems better than the after hours, like parties that we had for Christmas and Halloween. Right. So they um, are getting unlimited digital downloads of photo guest photos. Um, the tickets for Sweethearts Nights are already on sale. And the Villains Nights and Star Wars Nights tickets go on sale January 11th. If you previously purchased these tickets in 2020, you're going to exchange those tickets for 2022 tickets now, between now and January 8th. However, there is a price increase. And so you will be charged a buck. I know. I heard that last night. Are you kidding me? No. Here, sorry you couldn't use your tickets in 2020 or 2021, but we'll charge you the price difference anyway. Mm -hmm. That's the bean counter. Yes, it is the bean <laughs> counter. He wants to know oh, everybody's mad word. at him. Because that's not anybody's fault. No, it's, no. In we... some way, he thinks this pandemic is America's fault or something. I don't know. That's what I feel like anyway. Why can't we get this? I, I want this at Disney World. Right. These remind me of the old, like, I don't know if you ever watched the old Walt Disney's, like, Disneyland show and the wonderful world of, of color. color and all that. But when yeah. they had those nights at Disneyland and they kind of like Dapper Day where they'd all dress up and they all, like, Sweetheart's Night, that just sounds like something straight from the 60s. I would love to attend something like that at Disney World. Right. Oh. So this, I'm, I'm reading it right now. Um, like Sweetheart's Night begins at $114 per person, um, which I, Christy's like, oh gosh, that's a lot. But that's compared to what, like the Very Mary was? Yeah. Right. This is a good price. Right. And they're getting seven hours. Right. They yeah. Three hours before and it's a four hour after. Yeah. So I get, it's not bad. Not bad at all. Very Mary, you couldn't get until seven. Right. And then it went till midnight, right? Isn't that what it was? Seven I believe to midnight? So. This is, you can get in at five. Sure. And so if this just seems, and you get your pictures. Yes. Yeah. Which is a huge perk. So it, I just, this one, this one, I would say, okay, yeah, do it. This is a good, this is a good deal here. We need to get those noodle people on it. <laughs> right. It's unique. It's something unique. I mean, the Christmas party and, and Halloween parties, those are nice, but I just think sweetheart is unique. I mean, I yeah. know tied in with Valentine's Day, but it just has that, again, that old retro feeling to it. And have all the couple characters. Yeah. Like Mickey and Aww. Minnie, Donald and Daisy. Does Goofy, oh, Goofy has Clarabelle, right? Or Clarabelle and Goofy? Clarabelle and Horace. Horse collar, I thought. Okay, sorry. Yeah, Goofy, I guess, is his own man. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't need a woman. No. <laughs> all right, well, I'm going to keep going with Disneyland. We've got more entertainment offerings that are returning to 2022 in Disneyland. An expanded Celebrate Gospel uh, will be returning to a live choir, and you can catch it at the Disneyland Theater on select days in February of 2022. The Tale of the Lion King is also going to return in spring of 2022 at the Fantasyland Theater at Disneyland Park. The Electrical Parade is making its return to Main Street USA in 2022, just in time to celebrate the parade's 50th anniversary. And then Fantasmic and World of Color were previously announced, but um, they are also going to be returning in 2022. The Disneyland Forever Nighttime Spectacular is also, you guessed it, returning in 2022. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Yeah, a lot of stuff coming back. That's exciting for them. They waited. <laughs> for such a very long time for their park to open so they deserve it right um a continuing celebration at the walt disney world resort is festival of the arts and we just got some news on that festival held at epcot every year we just got some news on that this week the festival will run from january 8th until february 22nd there will be two new food booths this year the first one is the craftsman courtyard which will have savory seafood as well as salads that are inspired by uh, California cuisine. The second new booth is Deco Delights, which will have desserts inspired by Art Deco. The donut booth, speaking my language, will have <laughs> delicious donuts inspired by the Festival of the Arts. Some of the favorite booths will be returning to the festival, to the festival as well, like Goshiki, Deconstructed, and more. There will be 15 booths to enjoy. Now, if I, if you guys heard this, let me know. But I've never heard this festival called the Farts Festival. Oh, until, I've heard it. Until this week. <laughs> and I'm like, it's such a beautiful festival. Why are we calling it the Farts Festival? <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, those acronyms. It's like school. We need no more acronyms. It's just so confusing. <laughs> it will end the day before I get there for the Princess Marathon weekend. So I'm a bit bummed about that. Aw. Oh, man. But, you know, there's always a celebration at Epcot. Are you walking the Princess Marathon? I am uh, the 5K. Awesome. That's Yay. okay. It, it started out as a 25th anniversary reunion of the opening of the Disney Store at Northwest Plaza. Oh, cool. Closed shortly after it opened. I guess I think three years. I was already in Florida at that point. Um, so some of my friends, we still chat. And um, one of the women I worked with, and her husband actually worked at the Galleria store up here. He, um, They transferred down to Walt Disney World, I think 17 or 18 years ago at this point, when um, the Disney stores were going through some changes. And he still is a cast member. She was furloughed during COVID, but um, they got us an amazing room rate at Copper Creek. And um, we're going to be staying at Copper Creek for our little reunion. And then they announced the Princess Marathon weekend was coming back and it happened to be while we were there. So we're like, guess we're doing a 5K. That's awesome though. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. It'll be nice to be together with my friends and um, my sister's going to walk the 5K with us. And, you know, several of us are going to do that. So it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Take I've never lots done of pictures. It. Yes. I, yeah, never done a run. You know, that's my brother's thing, but I'm excited. I know I wanted to do that surprise one. Then I talked myself out of it because of the prices to fly there. <laughs> so Disney World Railroad has been testing. Yay! Yay! And Disney has announced that they're going to be able to give rides soon along some of the track. I'm not sure how they're going to do that, but I don't care because I'm glad it's coming back. Uh, there is no date, but we are excited that they're testing and we're excited at the thought of the train being back because I know it's been closed since way before, too long before we, yeah before we i think i want to say christmas of 2018 is the last time i remember writing it pretty sure and splash mountain refurbishment not the one everybody's thinking that it is this ride is having its refurbishment from january 10th 2022 to february 10th this is not for the princess and the frog retheme we're sorry this refurb is just the annual maintenance and repairs there will also be a maintenance repairs of february 14th through the 18th for Big Thunder Mountain Railroad, they're going to get it all ready to go for when Chrissy gets there. Because it'll be up and running, hopefully, by the time you get there with Chrissy. I'll celebrate with my medal. Yeah, there you go. When are they going to do the refurb for Princess and the Frog? The retheming? I have no idea. I mean, when they announced that, it, it felt like such a hurry up, everybody ride Splash Mountain. And right. remember how they like sold out of all of the merchandise? People were going nuts. Mm -hmm. And now it just seems like they were blowing smoke. To get us <laughs> get us to buy all the stuff before they cleared it out well that's what the rumor was that they did that so that they could keep it open for a couple more years and recap all that money um in merch because they never dreamed that it was going to be that popular that people were going to want that merchandise and they've had to bring in more instead of like phasing it out completely people are still wanting it which is why people are going on ebay don't go on ebay and pay those prices people don't do it don't, don't. give into those little businesses yeah make them sit there with their purse and all of those <laughs> things that they're now trying to charge way too much for and now they have to just eat the cost ha 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 over at magic kingdom the baby care center is open once again this is super exciting this is a center that's fully equipped with items and cast members who are ready to help parents with infants and other children and guests that need caretaking there's private nursing rooms, there's changing rooms, there's feeding areas with high chairs, kid-sized potties, and a shop with essential baby items like diapers, wipes, baby food, clothing, juice, because you never know what you're gonna need in the middle of a park when you are at Disney. There, I have seen far too many uh, parents in bathrooms like, oh, we just blew out of these pants and we don't have pants for our kid now, or they just lost a shoe and I don't know where their shoe is and where they lost it at, but what do I do with my kid now? Um, so this was something that was recently refurbished and it has a new wonder, it's, it's a wonderland full theme. It is Alice in Wonderland, um, so it's themed based on Alice in Wonderland. There is a lot of nods and details from the movie. Um, it is back in its original location if you're looking for it. So if you need help 
finding it, you could always ask a cast member and they'll help you get directed there. It made me want to bring a child in there so I could see what it looks like. All right. <laughs> And this is just a free service, right? Like you can go in, obviously the shop is something that you have to pay for, but Correct. you can go in um, if you need to if, get out your baby food and have a high chair to see your kid in, like it's there for you. Um, and it's also just nice because sometimes Disney can be a little bit overwhelming. So just a space that like, okay, let's, <laughs> let's get away from everything and right. just feel a little bit more norm normal for a second. It's very calming or it seemed like it. All right, for New Year's Eve news, in order to accommodate many guests, Raglan Road, a, a guest favorite at Disney Springs, will have a ring in the New Year celebration twice on December 31st. First celebration starts off at 7 p.m., which is midnight Ireland time. They will have a bubbly toast to ring in the new year, and then they will celebrate again at midnight Eastern time with another bubbly toast. Uh, to ring in the new year in the United States. The house bands and Raglan Road dancers will also be there to celebrate with guests. You will want to book your reservations now because they do fill up quickly. I guess a travel agent might be able to help with that. Yes, they would. A storyteller can help you with that. That's I will right. tell you, those dining reservations are oh, still hard just, to get. Oh my goodness. I can't believe it. I thought it was just for like Christmas and Thanksgiving and but no. like even even January. ones I had for February. I'm like, how can so many right. things be gone at 5 a.m.? I am like, I am up <laughs> at 445 mm -hmm. watching right. the countdown timer because I'm nervous about it. And they disappear so quickly. Uh, and again, I wonder if it is you know if they can't take on as many reservations because they don't have the cast members to right. serve or cook because you know when if i don't know if anybody is a nerd like me and looks at disney jobs but um they're giving bonuses for housekeeping oh, and right. culinary mm -hmm. so they can't make you know they i'm guessing their scale i i haven't been since june so i don't know if dining is back at 100%. I mean, I know like counter service dining is not because a lot of the locations are still closed. It's good bonuses too. It's like $1,000 yeah. for three months. Right. And they still can't get those positions filled. It just blows my mind. Yeah. Mind boggling. But yeah, I mean, reservations, be it for dining or even to tack on a maybe to tack on an extra day to your existing reservation for Princess Marathon weekend. Yes. Um, that's impossible to find. Well, just with us us reporting saying, okay, book of that reservation is going to fill up quickly. If it's already been released, it's probably already gone. Right. Like within the minute of things being released, they're gone. Right. <laughs> so, Which is another reason why they're not putting any sales because people were asking me when the sales were going to come back. And like Chrissy said, people are still spending the money. Why would they put a sale on mm -hmm. when they can get the full amount? And right. so I've also heard a lot of like people selling dining reservations. Really? Yes. Which I didn't know was a thing. How could that work? Uh, well, you so. can so you can book a reservation for any. I only know this because one day my friend's credit card wouldn't work, and it's my friend, so I didn't want her to lose the reservation. So I reserved it on my own, but then she paid for it when she went to the dining. So I guess you could do it that way. Like you could reserve yeah, it for maybe. somebody, and as long as they show up. Oh. And so I think that's what they do is they hold your credit card for the fifty dollars or whatever the isn't it fifty dollars to cancel? It's ten dollars a person. Okay. So for family of five, like it would be right. 50. So whatever that cancellation is, they hold your credit card for that amount. Um, and then if you don't go, they're able, they charge your credit card then. But it, the reservation's in that person's name. So you show up and you say, like, I would show up and be like, yes, um, I'm here for, um, uh, I'm, I'm Chrissy and this is my family. And I'm here for this reservation. And you just give them the name of the person whose reservation it's for. Wow. Yeah, like it's in, and then they sell it and they make a profit off of it. And I'm like, what? This is like the Disney dining black market. Like what? The no, stop it right now. 
Like I've seen in some of my Facebook groups where they're like, okay, we're giving up a, you know, 5.30 Chef Mickey's party of four, be ready, cause it's gonna be released. I've seen that, but I can't wrap my head around the whole charging, some, gosh. It's a racket, it's insane. They'll make money however they want to, whether it's selling merchandise at a higher price or. Well, and then I've also seen people who, <laughs> It's, they will get extra reservations and then they'll say, I wanted to get this reservation so I can give it to somebody who's having a hard time getting a reservation. And it's like, no, we're having a hard time getting a reservation because you took extra. (laughs) And I can't even like, when we, the last time I made dining reservations was in June. And if I even tried, you know, it pops up, you have a conflicting reservation. I mean, not that it was even the same exact time, but it was within that window. Like, right. we might be here, we might be here, we might want Mexican, we might want pizza. Right. They wouldn't let me make more than one reservation for the same park. Sorry, I've gotten us on a dining tangent. It's just been driving me nuts. I'm like... So let's go to shopping because I know everybody likes that. So Beauty and the Beast is one of my favorite movies. Belle is my favorite princess. And they're getting ready to celebrate their 30th anniversary, which makes me feel old. Um, And Pandora has created some beautiful jewelry and charms for the celebration. You can find these charms at Legends of Hollywood and Hollywood Studios, or that's where they were spotted so far. I'm sure there'll be other places eventually, especially Pandora store. There is a rose ring for $65. There's a two-sided Belle and Fringe charm where she's on it with uh, Chip and Mrs. Potts and then Lumiere and Cogsworth. And then there is a Mrs. Potts and Chip dangling charm for $55. The Enchanted Rose dangling charm is $75. There's a dancing dangling charm and it actually has two charms on it for $65. And then there's a dancing bell charm for $65. I think they all look wonderful, but I'm going to have to guess that I'm going to pick one because that's about all I have room left on my bracelet um, for, but they were all very wonderful looking. So if you are a Pandora charm bracelet person and you like Beauty and the Beast like I do, hit that up. Yay! Those will be nice additions. So you remember how we reported about that bee infestation at the Joffrey's cart in Epcot a few weeks ago? Well, this is how Disney is trying to solve that infestation problem. Over at Joffrey's, the signs in the American Pavilion and the Canadian Pavilion now state the following. Beware! Syrups and sauces are temporarily unavailable to reduce the attraction of bees to this location. Thank you for your patience and understanding. Um, So Joffrey's Coffee and Tea Company, at all of those, they now are not, or just the ones at Epcot, right? So they are not going to have any syrups or sauces. So if you're like me and love those syrups and sauces and all the things that make your your stuff sweet, you're not going to want to head to Joffrey's. And I get it. Um, just I, that's the way the sugar was what we had kind of speculated. Maybe it's because of all the sugar in those coffees that's making this bee infestation. Um, but we're also kind of wondering at Epcot, you know, they have all those flowers and trees and beautiful gardening. Like maybe that's kind of something as well. Now the bees have found this fantastic hangout and they don't <laughs> want to leave. And so they're just trying to do what they can to get rid of this infestation. Um, so like I said, if you are like me and you do like those things, it's not the cast member's fault. You don't need to be mean to them. <laughs> Please be kind. Just realize you're going to need to go somewhere else for those things. Yeah, Starbucks is enclosed. You can always visit them. I just thought it was an interesting take on, you know, I guess some people like plain black coffee. To me, that's sad bean water. Yes. So, I mean, why? I mean, Starbucks is just right there. <laughs> and I guess it's fine at Starbucks because it's inside. Right, right, where right. With Joffrey's being that cart, it's a lot more attractive to the bees. Yes, yes. I, I just think it's interesting to take, I mean, I get it, taking the sauces and syrups away, but why bother? Just close it down. <laughs> <laughs> just put up a wall. <laughs> Another Epcot wall. <laughs> Well, as this year, 2021, comes to an end, so will Bob Iger's almost 
50 years with Disney. This week, Bob Iger sent a letter to the cast members and we would like to share his words before he leaves. My fellow employees and cast members, as my time with the Walt Disney Company comes to a close, I write to thank you for what has been a thrilling and immensely gratifying 47 and a half years. I would love to be able to do this in person, but the global pandemic has deprived me of that opportunity. So please forgive the less than personal nature of this farewell. It is impossible for me to fully express my feelings, but I would like to leave you with a few thoughts, some memories, and above all, above all else, my deepest gratitude. My ABC Disney journey began when I was 23 and ends as I approach my 71st birthday. It has been unpredictable, exhilarating, wildly fulfilling, and certainly a lot of fun. To say I have tremendous respect and affections for the thousands of people I have worked with over the years would be a gross understatement. I have enormous pride in what we have accomplished and transforming Disney into, the, into one of the world's most admired companies is at the top of my list. We did this by producing the finest in content and experiences, embracing cutting edge technologies and expanding our presence around the world. And nothing has been more important to me than than imparting and imply, applying the highest standards of quality and integrity when it comes to our people and everything we create. We've also in, endeavored to tell stories that reflect the rich diversity of our world, nurturing a multitude of perspectives both in front of and behind the camera. And I am certain our continued work in this area will remain a top priority. Given the abundance of consequential change in our world today and the timeless desire for human connection, I am confident the need for great storytelling will endure for generations to come, enhanced by new technologies that will bring these tales to life and deliver them to people around the globe in even more extraordinary ways. As the world continues to evolve and transform, we will always gravitate to stories that bind us together. Tales of adventure, love, friendship, and friendship and heroism. Tales that is enable us to escape, that comfort and inspire us, that give us hope and reason to be optimistic. Tales that inform us, and of course, touch our hearts. I can't think of a more exciting time to be in our business. I have a long list of favorite moments, too many to mention, but suffice it to say, I loved coming to work every single day. And as I look back on my entire experience, it truly has been the ride of a lifetime. I wish all of you the best of luck. And in particular, I wish my successor, Bob Chopik, lots of luck too, as he steers this great company into its next century. Only seven of us have had the honor of being the CEO of the Walt Disney Company, a distinction I was always proud to have and a responsibility I was honored to accept and fulfill. I know Bob shares some shares those same feelings with me. My one lasting appeal to everyone is to make sure you always keep the creative fires burning. Nothing has or will serve us better than the exceptional creativity that comes from talented cast members and everyone involved in the creative process. I will forever have a deep and very personal appreciation and respect for all of them. Most important, never lose sight of what makes the Walt Disney Company such an incredibly special place our unique culture marked by a shared sense of belonging, joy, camaraderie, and the pride that comes with doing what we do. And that is bringing people from different generations, ethnicities, and backgrounds together with our exceptional storytelling. I also want to thank my four children, Katie, Amanda, Max, and Will, who have grown up with our company and never took for granted that dad had one of the coolest jobs in the world. Their love has always fueled me. And of course, I want to thank my wife, Willow, my single most trusted advisor and my partner in all aspects of my life. The joys of running the Walt Disney Company were more than amplified by the joy we shared together. As I sail off into the sunset, I will remember these poignant words. The past is a lantern on the stern of a boat, shedding light on the waters we all have sailed together. I thank you all and wish you smooth waters ahead. Bob. Whew. Well written. Well written. Very well written. And I, I didn't realize then that means when you were working there, he was there. Do you know what he did at that time? I don't even remember. I, I mean, I'm gonna ha I'll have to look because his name came from out of the blue, but how he mentioned Disney and ABC, it makes me wonder if he came maybe. Well, no, because the, the Disney and ABC merger was the mid to late 90s. 
So I don't know. I I don't know. I I remember Lee Cockrell being the president of the Walt Disney World Resort. He was a name that I absolutely remember. But I couldn't tell you what Bob Iger did when I was a cast member. I was just curious because I was like, oh, well, I have to let Chrissy read this because this is way. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. I loved it. I mean, it it made me feel like a cast member again. Yeah, I just he's a he's a good guy. I know we didn't like everything that he did, but I I feel like. He is leaving his family to some extent. And right. so he feels absolutely. like that. I mean, he said he started at 23 and he's now 71. That is absolutely a lifetime. Right. He has had some time there. Right. So good, bad, or otherwise, he's he's put his heart into it for sure. Well, thank you, Chrissy, again for joining Steph and myself this week for Rumors and News. If you are interested in being a guest on our show or you have a question or a comment, you can email us at mousecapadespodcast at gmail.com or text us at 636-395-0544. If you'd like to book a trip or you just want a free quote, you can text us, Chrissy, Stephanie, or myself, Vicki, at 636-395-0544. Or you can email us at yourstorytravel.com. Just a reminder that a $200 deposit will hold your reservation. And be sure to listen to Friday's show. As always, thank you for listening to the number one podcast that entertains the space between your ears, the Mousecapades podcast. Well, girls, I think it's about that time. Disney love. Bibbidi-bobbidi-boo. Have a magical day, my friends.